Submission often gets a bad rap in modern society because women often associate it with it being a form of slavery or it being demeaning, not being able to express your thoughts or opinions or just be yourself. And while the wrong relationships can be like this, the right ones and the ordained ones will be the exact opposite. Today on Things Explained, I'm going to break down what true submission looks like in a partnership. Let's get into it. Now I'm going to preference this talk by saying this will come from a more biblical standpoint because being submissive is a term that derives from more Christian traditional values. But those of you who aren't religious in any kind of way, if you just kind of stick with me, you can learn something from this talk as well. So what actually is submission? There is a lot of information out there that will tell you what modern people think submission is. And it's from males and females. They often give a very biased view of what they think it actually is. So just basically based off of what their opinion is about it. And from the female standpoint, it's always a form of slavery or not being able to express themselves in some kind of way. And with the male, it's all about having a homemaker or basically a wife that will go along with whatever he says, but it's actually none of those things. So the Bible talks about submission numerous times and why it does say wives submit submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. It also says submit one to another. And I'll explain that a little bit later, but first what does true submission look like in a partnership? So basically it looks like a wife choosing to take an attitude of respect for her man. A submissive wife chooses not to overly resist her husband's will, not to say that she can't have her opinions and express them, but it means that she respects and trusts her husband's judgment. And while she might not always agree with what he says, she can respectfully express her opinions on subjects in a not demeaning or emasculating way. But ultimately, he gets the last say in the decisions for his family. And this is where I lose a lot of you, but stick with me because it does come full circle. She can respectfully express her opinions without overly exerting her need to win or be right. A submissive wife is ordained by God to be his helper, not his doormat. A lot of you get that mixed up about what submission is. It's not meant for you to be his doormat. She has the ultimate respect for her man and is not his enemy on this battleground we call life. And that just looks like always arguing with him, demeaning him if he makes mistakes or gets something wrong. Trying to take the lead in everything, questioning his judgments all the time. That's a battle for, it. I mean, I wouldn't say just for a man, but that's a battle for everyone that's working against him in this life and not bringing peace. We are priest bringers to our families as women. And a lot of you can't even begin to understand that because it seems like chaos follows you wherever you go in your friendships, in your marriage, in your relationships with your family, in your relationship with your kids. It seems like it's always bringing chaos. When problems arise and disagreements, which will happen because you guys are human with different opinions and thoughts, they can be resolved harmoniously without bitterness and resentment. 
you can go to him and say, honey, I was wrong. I'm sorry when you know you're wrong and you guys can resolve it then and there. Again, we are peace bringers where a man's ego hits. We combat that with peace. So he might not be the first one to say sorry ever. And that might get frustrating and things like that. But, you know, you can resolve it. You can lay down your swords. You can lay, because ultimately at the end of the day, he's not your enemy. He's not the one you're fighting against. It's the situation itself that is causing the chaos, that is causing the disagreements, not him. And it's the difference of opinions on that certain situation. So if you can say he's not the enemy in this, there's no enemy. We just disagree on the situation. Lay down your sword, lay all that down and see if you guys can come to a solution. And, you know, and for me, I absolutely hate fighting with my man. I just do. So when I'm wrong, I give a space to call off and then I'm right there admitting I'm wrong and trying to figure out how we can resolve it. And he's usually the same saying I'm sorry and trying to fix it as well. And I see a lot of women who love arguing with their partners and creating chaos. But as a submissive wife, we have to bring peace where there is none and just lay down and be the ones to lay down our egos. There's no ego in femininity. I mean, everyone has a small sense of ego, but the masculine is majority ego while the feminine is has a very small smidge of ego. But again, we're the peace bringers. So whenever you're bringing peace to a situation, ego is not likely to be present. Now, Let's get into what a submissive woman is not. A submissive woman is not less than and a partnership is. And again, submission is a biblical term. If you really want to know, both of you, male and female, want to know what submission is, look at the Bible, read the Bible, listen to what preachers and things have to say about what submission is. But I wouldn't really do that either. I would just look at what the God says in the word about submission. And you will get your answer. Stop listening to what modern men think submission is. Because again, their view is very skewed and different as well than what it actually says in the Bible. So she is not less than. We have to realize that it's just different roles we have to take on. And I'm not talking about gender roles. I'm talking about in your specific relationship, not the role society says you have to take on, but the roles in your relationship. So for you and your man, that might look completely different. It is not weakness, but strength. It is not servanthood and inferiority, being docile or degrading. It requires a degree of personal strength and moral character. It takes a strong woman to sit back and let her man lead, especially when, you know, when you're single for so long or when you're single, you have to take on that masculine and feminine roles. You have to be male and female in your own life. So when you have, when God sends your partner, you have to sit back and let him lead. And that takes a lot of strength and moral character. And also at this point in time, this is where taking accountability for who you choose as a partner comes in and is very important. And we'll talk about more on that in a little bit, but submission is not the ability to not have a voice in your partnership, but choosing a partner who values your thoughts and your opinions just like you do his. It's a submissive woman is not selfish or lacking self-esteem because it takes a strong woman to be in her ultimate feminine energy 
and let her man lead. So if you have low self-esteem, if you're selfish, that is not a feminine quality at all. And a lot of modern women swear being quote unquote selfish is being in your feminine energy. And while being single and while you're healing and stuff, yeah, it takes a degree of selfishness because it's all about yourself when you come together with the man to create a family, even if you don't have children yet, it's not just about you. It's about your partner as well. So in a lot of cases, you can't be selfish. That's not a feminine, that's not a feminine quality. You can't be lacking self-esteem and insecure because you will be trying to lean more on the masculine side whenever you're insecure. Now, let's talk about what I said earlier about accountability. And this is where a lot of women lose because being accountable is what's going to set you up for success in your relationship. And this is one thing that modern women seem to struggle with, accountability in their life and who they choose as partners. I hear a lot of women say stuff like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't, he lied to me the whole time. Take accountability for who you chose. A lot of, a lot of women think men are hard to read. Men are the easiest thing on the planet to read if our eyes are open and we are actually looking and listening to them, not just their words, because anybody can say anything. I can say I'm the queen of England and I'm a millionaire and I'm this and I'm that doesn't make it true. So they are listening to a man's words and not seeing his actions. A man's actions will never lie. So never get it twisted on a man's actions. He will show you. He can say all the things in the world. And a lot of us, we are in this fairy tale walla land that, oh, we're going, God is going to send me my husband. Or is this man my husband? Or, oh, he's attractive. He's so this, or he has all this money that we're not seeing the person for who they truly are. Look at his actions. And even sometimes his words, because I've had men tell me straight up what their intentions are with me and never, and it never wavered from day one. They told me straight up and they will tell you straight up. A lot of them, some of them will lie. Yeah. But, but then if you start seeing his actions as well and they don't line up, you know, he's a liar. Leave him. Don't stay with him. Don't stay sleeping with him and hooking up with him and having children with him. You leave. If you're choosing men who are Tyrones, womanizers, and who don't even value themselves, then how can you submit to him and let him take the lead in your life when he can't even lead himself? Submission is all about operating in your divine feminine, but yet we're choosing men who don't even operate in their divine masculine. So how can you sit back and let a man in lead you and you're in your ultimate divine feminine when he is not even operating in your his divine masculine to bring out the divine feminine in you and I'm not just talking about having money and a man can have all the money in the world and be the most broken mofo that shouldn't even think about getting married right now but yet a lot of women are staying with him oh he's he I can't I, I'm not operating my divine feminine because he doesn't let me operate in my divine feminine. So why are you with him? You can't be your true self. You can't be your true self with that person. Why are you choosing him? Again, it's who you pick. You have a choice. He's not holding you hostage. You can leave. And just because he is a man, calls himself a man, doesn't mean he is worthy of submission. 
but also stop staying with men again who aren't worthy of submission. Go find someone who is. Staying in a union where you can't operate in your feminine is pointless. And I'm telling you, that is not the person you want to go old with. A lot of people miss the concept of marriage completely. Ultimately, you want to grow old with that person. You want to have children and grandchildren and be with that person for the rest of your life or else you wouldn't be getting married. You can't stay with someone who doesn't let you be your full self because you'll look back years later and regret being married to that person. We have to take full accountability for our lack, not his, but our lack of self-awareness that we are choosing men who lie, who cheat, who steal. We have to take accountability for that because at the end of the day, he didn't force us to be in a relationship with them. He didn't force us to fall in love with him. You, it was a choice. A lot of people say, well, I fell in love with him. I, I didn't have a choice. Girl, you had a choice before you let it even get to the point of love, before you even let it get to the point to where you're sleeping with him. Why didn't you leave him? <laughs> why didn't you leave him and go find someone who was better for you, better suited for you, better acquainted for you? But I think the problem is a lot of women aren't whole themselves. They aren't... They are on the same caliber of these men who lie and who cheat and steal. And they have a very non-self-aware view of themselves. So instead of working on themselves, they'll just keep getting these the same men, getting the same results, and then blaming it on the man. If we have a track record of choosing bad men, then instead of saying all men are bad, I give up, or whatever you say, you need to look inward as to why these are the men we keep attracting or are attracted to us or why we are attracted to them. So I, you know, sometimes I hear some women, I haven't heard this in a while, but I have heard it before where I, I don't, I don't really associate with people like that. But back in the day, it used to be in to get a man who was a gangbanger and they love a thug. They love a man with his pants sagging, who's in and out of prison. They love a man who has that, have a capacity and a tendency for violence like that, who was selling drugs, had guns, was doing stuff. They loved, they love it. Oh, I want a thug. Well, why? Why? But again, we have to look inward and see why are we attracted to those type of men? Why are you attracted to those type of men? And, and don't blame it on the environment and where you grew up because we have so much access to social media and examples of other types of men that we can be attracted to other types of men. It's not all about our environment. A lot of people can't take a look in the mirror because it's too painful to truly see ourselves for what we actually are. And that's a lot of us are broken. The majority of the world and people in it have been broken in some form of way or are broken. And it's painful to take a look at. But if we do, we can see the good and the bad and then we can work on the bad. The beauty of life is that we can change and it's in our power to change. You have the capacity in your own hands to change yourself. We do not have the power and the capacity to change other people, but we have the free will to change ourselves. So instead of trying to fix these men, we fix ourselves and start attracting better. Please stop trying to save these men and fix them and mother them and do all this kind of like 
it's it's not going to happen. You're you're not going to change him, sister. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to change him, sis. You're not. He's not going to change for you. He's not. You you can't change a man. A man, if you're operating in your divine feminine and you are giving to this man who's seemingly a good, decent man. I'm not talking about the bad man. I'm talking about a man who maybe is learning this just like you are. Who's learning how to operate in his divine masculine and be a good man and all that kind of stuff. He's not going to, you can't change him, but he can see how much of an amazing and wonderful woman you are and want to rise to meet that. He can rise to meet, to be on your level because either he's going to rise to it or he's going to fall off and say, no, she's too much for me. It's funny because a lot of women swear up and down that, oh, he said I'm too much for him. But either they were argumentative or just not being a submissive woman and a feminine woman. I'm not talking about that being not too too much for him. I'm talking about when you're up, when you're healing yourself and you're working on yourself and you're operating in your submissive state and you're operating in your feminine energy. And he says, oh, this is too much for me or you deserve better. Believe him. Leave. Don't stay with him. If he doesn't leave you, leave him. Don't stay with him. Be like, you're right. Okay, I'll find someone who is. Either he'll rise to meet it or he'll fall off. So once you heal from all that is plaguing you, not really all, because I, I, I think you, even when you get into a marriage, you'll still have some stuff that you're working on. But when you heal from the main things that are plaguing you and attracting you to these, to the bad type of men, then you'll start seeing these men for what they truly are and value yourself, keep your legs closed and stop having children with these people. It boggles my mind when I see women having children with these men that are in and out of jail or can't hold down a job. Or, and I'm not talking about just a regular dude. I, every, I swear every woman these days wants a man who makes 100k a year. They 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 shit on the men who are just normal men making 30, 40,000 and up. But they want these men that are making a hundred k. Just because a man is making that much money and he's happy in his career, and I mean he might not be super ambitious, doesn't mean he is a bad man. Doesn't mean he ain't shit. He can be a wonderful man, but he's happy with what he where he's at. I'm not talking about that. So get that out of your head. I'm mentioning rich men, high value men. In a lot of modern day opinion is a man who makes a lot of money but to me it's a man that has amazing qualities and all the qualities that I'm looking for in a partner if he makes 50k a year 40k a year but he has a great mind for money he budgets well he he's a great provider for his family he's a high value man in my opinion so once you work on yourself and truly work towards having a husband that you can be submissive to where you can blossom into your full feminine self, then you will be set. You can be submissive. You'll have your life laid out. You'll have peace in your life. So seek therapy and heal so you can have full confidence in your ability to choose a partner. Stay accountable. Again, you chose him. You chose to stay with a man who's cheating on you multiple times. You chose to stay with a man who has no intention of making you his wife choice. So seek therapy and heal so you can have confidence in that.
Now let's get into a husband's appreciation. So the most beautiful thing when a woman has a heart of submission for her husband is when her husband feels at peace in his life because of the atmosphere she creates. He knows he can trust her and values her opinions because he knows she is not coming from an insecure place, but a place that wants to bring peace because she is the embodiment of peace. So that just goes whenever you're women, women are peace bringers. We bring peace to chaos in people's life. When you're operating, operating in your feminine energy, people feel at peace with you. And so does your husband in the home that you create with them. He knows he's not going to come home to you screaming at him, demeaning him, yelling at him, take off your shoes at the door. I told you to take off your shoes. He knows you are operating in your optimal self. So he can trust you and values your opinions because he knows you have his best interest at heart. He feels solace with you and knows if he makes mistakes, you won't demean him or hold it against him. Not to say that you're not going to be human and get upset, but you're not going to scream at him. You're not going to be like, I told you so. When he gets something wrong, because he's human, we often see men, sometimes the men in our lives. I know I've done that with my dad as like superhuman, but they're just humans learning. So you have to not demean him or hold things against him and just talk about it. If something made you angry, talk about it. A lot of times men don't want to talk about shit and I get it. But if it makes you feel better, he knows it makes you feel better. So he's going to be all right, babe, we can talk about this. So you won't demean him or hold it against him, but you guys can come together in love and respect to remedy any situation or trust him to know that he's capable of fixing his own mistakes and fixing something that he got you guys into. He trusts that you won't do anything to embarrass him or the family because you hold the ultimate respect for him. And, you know, again, that really depends on your relationship. A lot of people equate that to what you post on social media, if you're posting provocative pictures or things, you know, things along the lines of that. It can also mean if you go outside with your bonnet on looking crazy all the time or your hair in a messy bun all the time and sweat, dirty sweatpants and you're going to the store, he might not be for that. And not to say that you got to be put on makeup and dress nice every day, but keeping up with yourself is a form of respect for yourself and for your husband. Cause you're like, yeah, I don't want to go to, especially if you live like in a small town where everybody know y'all you're like, dang, she come to the store looking crazy all the time. You know, you, it, you don't have to let you, ultimately you shouldn't care what people think, but you know what I mean? If you're holding yourself a certain way, it's not showing respect for you or your family. And about the social media thing and the on the opposite spectrum, you know, dressing provocatively when you guys go out or go into the club with your friends, that all depends. And even the other one where you look crazy depends on your relationship dynamic. So if he's okay with you posting stuff on social media, provocative, you got an OnlyFans, whatever. If he's okay with that, then that's on him. His respect spectrum is completely different from Johnny's respect spectrum. For me personally, 
I don't do certain things because I don't want to uh, embarrass my partner in any kind of way. And our relationship dynamic looks different, let's say, from my parents' relationship dynamic or from my sisters or my brothers. Our relationship dyna- dynamics are different, especially with modern social media. Men these days seem to be okay with their woman posts and then bikini pics. That's your relationship dynamic. You have more traditional conservative men who are not okay with that. But it all depends on you. You know your partner and you know his respect threshold. Don't, you know, a a submissive wife doesn't say, well, I'm going to do this because I want to do it and knows full well he, it gives him the ick whenever you post a certain thing or do a certain thing or go out a certain way. He just mm, doesn't like it. And and not saying, oh, he needs to get over it. This is who I am. No, (laughs) you, you got to respect your partner. Just like he has to respect you and your your respect threshold you have to respect what what he says and won't do anything to embarrass him and the family and what it means by your family so you're posting stuff on social media you know even if you guys don't have kids or you have small kids your kids will have to grow up in a modern world so you have to ask yourself would they really be okay seeing their mom half naked or posing nude or doing provocative activities online or something along the lines of that to where it could be embarrassing for them when they got to go through school and and talk about these things you can teach a kid to be confident and not care what people think all day but we all were kids once we all know how cruel kids can be and how yeah while our parents tried to instill as much confidence as possible it still sucked so you don't want to do anything to embarrass your family So in turn, he can operate in his divine masculine and treat you with the utmost respect and honor. So this is where it comes full circle, right? It's a, it's a, it's a revolving circle. A lot of people just think it's one-sided, but it's a full circle. He can operate in his divine masculine and treat you with the utmost respect and want to take care of you and do things for you and be romantic because he knows how amazing of a woman you are and that he hit the freaking jackpot. So you won't even have to worry about feeling less than or demeaned because he wouldn't even dream of doing you that way. He will blossom under your love and respect. So that goes back to what I said, submit one to another at the beginning. While submitting looks different here because there's a difference to a wife's submission and a man's submission. If she has an opinion that is different from his and better, let's say she has a better opinion, he has no problem relenting and going with her idea because he values her mind too. If she's not comfortable with something, he takes her feelings and thoughts into full account and knows when he makes decisions for his household, he has her thoughts and desires in his mind and will make the best decision possible for his family. So he might get the last say in a lot of situations, but he knows your thoughts and your opinions on the subject matter and he respects you and loves you and would never do anything that will try to make you unhappy. So he's going to make the best decision possible. You know, he's just not coming from a place of insecurity. Men tend to have a lot more ego than women, but women, but whenever he's making a decision, it's not coming from an egotistical place or an insecure place or a narcissistic place, but a place that holds his family in in full account and in love he 
again, is going to make the best decision possible for his household. Again, this is where accountability for whom you choose as a partner comes into play. He also just knows his shortcomings and allows himself to relent to his wife if she's stronger in a specific area. So that looks like if she's better at paying the bills on time because he just has a lot on his mind and sometimes forgets a bill or two while paying it. So he's like, here, honey, he passes it over to you because he trusts in your ability to do that. He knows that's something you're better at. He's not coming from an egotistical place saying, I'm the man, I have to do the bills, I have to do this. No, he has full confidence in himself and his partner's abilities. So let's talk about really quick leading with love, respect, and honor and what this sort of looks like in a relationship on both spectrums. So when a submissive wife leads with love, respect, and honor, all else becomes trivial. Arguments, life trials, kid issues, family issues, mother-in-law issues, father-in-law issues, because you know you have the ultimate partner, someone who is going to fight with you through these moments and work on building a foundation. You have value in each other's voice, mind, and even shortcomings. This where you, like I said, you're not demeaning him when he makes mistakes. You just, you love and respect his shortcomings. Like, damn, babe, you are not good at this. I should probably take this part over. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Here you go. He loves and respects you. You love and respect him. The love is built on a solid foundation, not on fleeting superficial things. The respect that is shared between you is unshakable. The honor is palpable because you have the love and respect part. And, you know, you see how I said it's going to come full circle. You don't have to be religious to think this way. It's just not listening to modern opinions on what true submission is and building a solid foundation that's not because he has money, because he's hot, because he has a nice car, because of this, because of that, because I had a baby by him, so I got to marry him now, because she's hot, because... She has a big butt, like, you know, like these are fleeting, superficial things that can leave. They they can go away. Looks fade. Like I'm telling you, looks fade. One day you guys are going to be old, wrinkly, and you won't even be able to recognize each other. You'll be recognizing each other from pictures. There'll be a time when he might get fat or you might get fat. Um, There's a time when you guys are going to be so busy where you are not even thinking about... <laughs> looking at each other in that way that's where the solid foundation comes in these are he might lose all of his money he might crash his car like these are fleeting superficial things that if not a solid foundation is built on love respect and honor and of course god if you you know god is important then you're not going to make it so keep in mind you give what you get in relationships if you're always bringing chaos, then that's what you're going to get. If you're always bringing respect, love, honor, you can disagree in a way that's not demeaning. You're not cursing him out. You're not demeaning his manhood. He's not cursing you out and demeaning your womanhood and putting his hands on you. You're bringing love, respect, and honor. Then that's what you're going to get. If you operate in your higher self, then either a man will rise to that or fall off. And again, that's what I said earlier. 
when you're operating in your divine feminine energy and you're healing and you feel good and you bring love and respect and honor and peace and all that to a relationship, either he'll be like, man, I need to get my shit together. I love this woman. I want to just make her happy. He will either rise to that or he would say, this is too much for me. And he'll fall off because he knows he can't rise to that. He knows he is not the man for you. So he's going to either fall off. It, a lot of this happens in the, I would recommend it happening in the early dating stage. Because man, a lot of people wait until they are in a full 12 years of marriage to really get to know the person. And in most cases, you won't really know the person. But when you're actively vetting a partner, he should already know that you're bringing submission, love, respect, honor, peace to the table, not by saying it, of course, you know what I'm saying? I'm a submissive woman. I'm bringing this. No, just by your actions and who you are as a woman. And I don't mean this working on yourself in quotations that a lot of modern women say, which is basically just them being single and sleeping around and doing what I I have no idea what they do when they say they're working on themselves, but it's not actually working on themselves because you ask a lot of them, are you going to therapy? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And they say, no. (laughs) So not the modern working on yourself, but therapy, building a relationship with God, Or if you're not religious, just building some kind of spiritual relationship, getting into meditation, working out, doing something, breaking bad habits, organizing the chaos in your life, stopping sleeping around with all these different men, because it skews your view on life whenever you are sleeping around and it hinders your ability to form emotional connections and intimacy in the long run, whenever you do get your husband and a man who values you and wants to love you and respect you it hinders your ability to form connections with people and your children and so you want to keep your legs closed and work on yourself read books learn from the world and others all these things either make you or if you don't do them they will break you because you will continue in the same cycle of picking the same type of men going through the same type of relationships and getting the same results. You want to make sure you start this now. And even if you're older and you're listening to this, you know, we're not biased because people do find love older and when they're older, then you want to make sure you are actively working on yourself. Start breaking bad habits, get into therapy, start organizing your life in chaos because, you know, after you're you get divorced after you're in a relationship for a long time you need therapy you need to heal and and really go through this relationship with somebody you know read books learn from the world and other people who have gone through things we often want to stay in our huddle of ourselves and our and our friends who are single who are going through the same crap we are we're not learning from people who have been through it and people who have been successful so just pick up a book and read. Now, in conclusion, we're wrapping up here, guys. A submissive woman has the ultimate confidence in herself, in her partner, and in her abilities to choose a partner. It is the ultimate sign of strength and femininity. A lot of modern women struggle with this, especially I hear a lot of black women talking about this because 
you know, we have to be strong or in our careers that makes us operate more in our masculine roles. Or a lot of us are single mothers and we have to be husband and wife. I mean, we just really have to learn how to balance life. Unfortunately, we do not live in a society anymore where the majority of us can be stay-at-home homemakers or even really want to. We have to get out and work or just choose to have a career. So we have to learn how to balance those things and have a healthy balance and realize a lot of what being submissive is, is not what you do, but how you do things. And this is where a lot of modern men get it wrong. It's not what you do. You don't have to have a woman who cooks for you every night and cleans and does this and this and that. And why, yes, those are feminine qualities. And those are amazing if a woman is doing those things. But unfortunately, if you have a if you, you know, your job isn't making enough and she has to go to work, she won't be able to juggle all of that. Doesn't mean she's not submissive. Doesn't mean she's not feminine. It just means it's how she's going about doing certain things, how she has a conversation with you, how she has a conversation with her kid, how is she arguing with you, how is she expressing her opinions and thoughts? How does she present herself out to the world? How is her energy? Does she bring peace to your household? Is your household you just walk in and there's just peace. Even she might be gone at work, but you walk in and it's just peaceful. You can rest assured that she's not out there cheating or doing anything. So while relationships have roles, it's not about the what society says as gender roles, but the roles that you and your partner play and not coming over to your man's role and stepping on his toes. So again, that relationship dynamic looks different for everyone. So I'm not going to tell you what you need to do in your relationship or the gender roles that you need to do. And yeah, there are roles that you and your partner play, but that looks different. Like I said, you might have a really, really liberal man who doesn't care that you do a certain thing. Or you might have a really, really conservative man that cares and wants you to stare. You might have like really religious Christian man or Muslim man, um, those look different for each relationship dynamic. But you have to learn your partner. Again, this is in the early dating stages and know what his thresholds are for things and if it meshes with yours and, and if your values align. Again, we keep picking people who our values don't even align. We disagree with certain things with each other that are going to be something major later. If you disagree about money now, it's going to matter later if you disagree about having children. It's funny. I see so many women getting into a relationship with a man who either doesn't want kids or does want kids. And she's the complete opposite. And they really think, oh, I'm a, we'll talk about it later. It's going to be a problem later. Somebody either is going to have to compromise something that they really, really want. Or you are going to end up getting divorced later because you guys are not on the same page. I mean, kids is just something I can't compromise. I want kids. I cannot be with a man who doesn't want kids. That's just something I, I, that's something I won't, that's a non-negotiable. I won't compromise that for anybody. So we have to make sure our values line, even at, at, on the lines of how are we going to raise our kids? Are we going to discipline them? Are they going to be raised re religious? Are you, uh, are they going to go to church or are, are we going to celebrate holidays? Like you really have to go through those in the dating stages and to see if you guys are going to line later because, because he 
disagrees with you or you guys don't have the same values doesn't mean he's a bad man any any kind of way women have that bad about calling men bad because they don't agree with each other no he just has a different view about life and that's okay you sh- you picked him you should never picked him so we have to be careful about that so again relationship dynamics are going to look different across the board there are some like basic relationship dynamics that a submissive wife usually does which is the love respect honor things like that but the dynamics of that is going to look different in your relationship. So are you taking the back seat on some things and driving in others, but being okay with being led by your partner? You know, if you struggle with this, I do recommend getting therapy and having a relationship with God. You know, and like I said earlier, reading some books. I have a few books. I will link them in the description box. It's not sponsored or affiliate or anything like that, but they're just books that I do recommend and then read the Bible. I will also link an online Bible source. But if you guys don't have a Bible, but I think if anyone's Christian or religious in any kind of way, they will most likely have a Bible somewhere in their house. You might have to dust it off, but uh, definitely pick it up and read it. You can Google scriptures about submission. And uh, again, I'll link some down in the description, but scriptures about submission, that can tell you a lot. Everything you need to know are uh, scriptures about marriage praying for your husband, praying for yourself, how to keep up with yourself, things like that. But, you know, keep in mind, self-work is the hardest work you'll ever do in your life, especially when a lot of us haven't even had any good examples on what a healthy relationship dynamic is or what a submissive woman is. So actively working on on it, not just looking for your partner to change and oh, he's not going to therapy. He's not doing this. But being self-aware enough to put down your ego and say, I need to change. I have to work on myself because I'm not liking my relationship dynamics or I'm not liking the type of relationships I'm getting into. I want to change around my marriage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So actively working. And keep in mind, just like you're learning these qualities, so is your husband. So have patience. A lot of us want a man that's already at the finish line, but haven't even put the work in ourselves. How can you expect a man to see past your brokenness when you don't even see past his? You're expecting all of this out of him, but he cannot expect the same out of you. All of your hang up, your your demands for the relationship, if he can't make the same from you, why are you expecting it from him? As long as he's actively working on himself and wants a change, not for you, but for it to be a better functioning human, then you have all you need. A lot of us, you know, take back these men who are cheaters and say, baby, I can change. I can change for you. No, no, no. You don't need to change for me. You just need to change to be a better human being, a better functioning man. As soon as you see that, then you're good. (laughs) And, you know, guys, and I do recommend as we wrap up this podcast episode, teach this to your daughters and sons so the next generation can be better for it. Break those generational trauma in relationships and be the example so they can see healthy examples and it won't be so hard for them to learn these things. And I will say these closing thoughts. Socrates was known as the smartest man in the world during that time, in their world. So when he was asked about his intelligence, he would say, for I was conscious that I knew practically nothing. 
meaning once we have in our minds that we are perfectly smart, capable, and not needing of change, we turn off our ability to gain knowledge. We stop being open to receiving, which is femininity. We are receivers. The ultimate wisdom is realizing you know nothing and being open to learn from life and life's wisdoms. Keep that in mind, guys. today's episode ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media so by popular demand there is a video version of this podcast available on youtube and it's clipped up on tiktok and instagram and all those amazing things so be sure to follow us and subscribe if you want to take save like small little clips of this to review back later whenever you forget some things both that will be down in the description box so i hope you got something out of today's podcast as always i will see you next week 